0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Neural Talks International. I am your host, Romina Bayacán, replacing RAID, where we talk about the most updated and hottest analyzed discussions about the clinical presentation, diagnosis, and treatment of different neurological disorders. Once again, we have our host and founder, Dr. Fernando Ortiz, who recently matched in neurology. Congratulations, doctor. It is a pleasure for us having you here and Dr. Jennifer Argudo. We will discuss about the stroke, fabric disease, and the pulvinar side. Hi, Dr. Argudo, how are you?
1: Hello, Dr. Ortiz, I'm doing well, how are you?
0: Very fine, very fine. I'm saying hello today from Grand Rapids. It's my first week here. What about you, doctor, where are you located?
1: I heard you recently matched. Congratulations to you, Doctor. I hope you enjoy your stay there in Michigan.
0: It's a, it's a very beautiful city.
1: I've been told so it is.
0: Yes, I'm beyond surprise. It's actually the 10th city I have been in. I think it's my second favorite, you know?
1: Oh, wow. Hopefully soon it'll be your favorite, because you're, I see you're going to have to live there for a couple of years.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. You know, my favorite city is actually Fort Lauderdale. I
1: uh,
0: it. It's just a paradise to me, for but this is very close, you know. Uh, wh- wh- where are you located, doctor?
1: I'm actually not too far away from Fort Lauderdale. I live in central Florida, so it's about a two, three hour drive from Fort Lauderdale. Oh, nice.
0: You like it there?
1: Yeah, it's very warm. It's nice. Nice weather. Nice people.
0: <laughs> nice to hear that. So doctor, tell us about yourself, please.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm currently, as I said, living in Florida, but I did study medicine in Ecuador. Um, I recently graduated about seven, eight months ago, and I'm on my journey to hopefully match into the U.S. in child neurology. I currently have five um, research articles published, and yeah, so that's where I'm at right now
0: well um, and I hear you publish these articles in a period of two months so you are doing very well and so you, you should you should have at least at least 15 at the end of the year so and hopefully you have a good user scores and you match in your dream program so doctor we're going to talk about Fabry disease and stroke right yes sir yes 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 yes, yes. so uh, let me ask you so, so, what are the so let's go with the USMLE question. What is the enzyme deficient in Fabry disease and what it accumulates in your body?
1: So, the enzyme that's deficient in Fabry disease is called the alpha galactosidase and it accumulates GB3, which is short for galabio silceramide.
0: Yes, globosil. Ceramide. Yes, yes. What, what did you say, Dr. Sorry, What did you say?
1: That the enzyme that's sufficient is the alpha-galactosidase, and it accumulates GB3.
0: All right, doctor. So what are the main symptoms of Fabry disease?
1: So in Fabry disease, you'll mainly see peripheral neuropathy, angiokeratomas, and hypohydrosis.
0: Hypohydrosis. Hypohidrosis is a very uncommon symptom. So tell, please elaborate on hypohydrosis, how it presents in Fabry disease.
1: So hypohydrosis in layman's terms is basically not sweating enough. And sweat is how our bodies regulate our, our um, temperature. So it is if these people cannot sweat properly, temperature accumulates in their body Causing an
0: alteration in their thermoregulation. Yeah, so they present with fever, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, so Jennifer, uh, uh, we forget to mention that Fabry disease is an ex linked disease, but it that doesn't mean that it only happens in men. It can also happen in women, but it's usually more severe in men. So, Jennifer, what are the main complications of Fabry disease?
1: You can see renal failure. You can see cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease usually shows up as MI or stroke. And renal failure, um, it starts as albuminuria, proteinuria, that ultimately ends up in renal failure.
0: So... Let's go with neuro, because this is neuro talking international. So let's talk about the stroke. So what is particular about an stroke in Fabry disease?
1: So these strokes tend to affect the posterior cerebral circulation. That will involve the vertebral arteries that um, converge okay. in the basilar artery and the posterior cerebral artery.
0: Yes, and could you remind us what is the most famous branch of the vertebral artery?
1: The pica, of course.
0: Of course, of course. And that's an important usually question because we have a occlusion of the pica. What syndrome do we have?
1: You'll get Wallenberg syndrome,
0: of course. Of course. Or also called lateral medullary syndrome, okay? If you are in a rotation, they prefer that name, lateral medullary syndrome osis. It it shows better the anatomy. Okay, so what other characteristics you were saying this infra half?
1: Yeah, you can also have vertebral basilar dilatio So that's basically um tortuosity in the vertebral basilar artery. You can also have pulvinar sign uh, pulvinar is a nuclei in the thalamus that's basically responsible of visual processing.
0: Yes, yes, so it's the biggest one, and it's the one that we use the least. Uh, we believe it's for visual orientation, but we don't know. Uh, we also have leukariosis right? So what is leukariosis doctor?
1: is an abnormal change in the white matter, usually near the lateral
0: ventricles. Yes, uh, we see this on the flare, that's important in that MRI sequence. So to recapitulate, you were saying, doctor, that strokes in fabric disease are usually in the posterior circulation. We have vertebrovascular dolicoectasias, meaning increased diameter of the vascular system. You can have the pulvinar sign, which is just an hyperintensity of the pulmonary uh, leukaryosis. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is absolutely correct.
0: So, can you tell us also if you compare a Fabry disease patient to a normal pe- person, how many times is the risk of having a stroke increasing in those patients? And what is the main prevalence of strokes in Fabry disease?
1: of course I wrote this down because who can remember these numbers? (laughs) Yes, yes. So a person with Fabry's disease compared to a person that does not have this disease is 12.2 times more likely um, to have a stroke and the prevalence in...
0: Doctor, we, we, we did not hear you, sorry.
1: I was saying that the prevalence in males is six point nine percent, while the prevalence in females is four point three percent, and a person with Fabry's disease is twelve point two times more likely to suffer from a stroke. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what is the
0: pathophysiology of this of this of the strokes in Fabry disease? Why do these patients have strokes? To 12.2 times. Well, why do they have 12, 12.2 times higher risk of having a stroke?
1: So in fabric disease, there's going to be a pro-thrombotic state and endothelial dysfunction. And this endothelial dysfunction causes GP3 to proliferate in the smooth muscle and ultimately arterial sclerosis. Yes.
0: Uh we also have increase of the ROS radicals right because of the uh, nfa kappa beta right yes sir
1: that is yes, correct yes, yes yes
0: so jennifer uh, to finalize let me talk about the paper that we did about the pulvinar sign so yeah this pulvinar sign is very important you know so what happened I was doing a rotation in the University of Illinois, and the doctor told us this is a patient with Fabric disease. And look, and, and, and look, Fernando, this is the pulmonar sign. And I asked the doctor, So, what is the meaning? What it represents? And he told me, Well, that's mainly unknown. And that's why we did the paper on the pulvinar sign. We calculate the overall prevalence. And the prevalence is around twenty percent, so it's, it's a little high, right?
1: Yeah, that's very high.
0: But it, but we did an odds ratio calculation, and the pulmonary side do, does not increase your risk of developing a, a stroke. Uh, it appears that increase your risk of having of having a renal failure, but if you see the Polvinar sign, that doesn't mean you are going to get a stroke or it's more likely that you will having a stroke. There is no relation. And that was the main takeaway of the paper. And also, of course, knowing the prevalence. And you know, let me tell you the exact prevalence. So the exact prevalence was, 23.9%, but still, it, it does not increase your thoughts of having a stroke. Well,
1: that's a very interesting fact, Dr. Ortiz. Thank you for sharing
0: that. Absolutely, Jennifer. Thanks for coming here. Hopefully, we see you in another episode talking about another neuropediatric disease. Once again, thank you for
1: having me, and I would love to come back to your podcast soon.
0: Well, is there anyone you want to say hi, Jennifer, perhaps?
1: Of course, I would like to give a quick shout out to my friends that are also trying to pursue residency in Ecuador. So hi, Anna and Alexa. I hope y'all are doing well. Oh, nice. What
0: about Dr. Moncayo? You want to say something?
1: Oh, sure. Hi, Dr. Moncayo. I I hope you do get your residency of choice
0: oh you're very nice and i also want to congratulate dr tenemasa for her first paper if you don't mind
1: of course go ahead
0: yeah well well that was it you know i just oh, okay. I want to congratulate her for her first publication okay
1: congratulations to I her i hope too.
0: she do very well in his final and, uh, uh, obstetric rotation
1: i hope so too congratulations to her
0: <laughs> yes indeed well dr Uh, hope to see you in another time
1: thank you for having me Dr. Ortiz